Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Well, welcome back. I am Leah, and I am joined by Bonnie and Katie, and we are talking about our one cool sci-fi gal. So Bonnie already talked about Kate Mulgrew, and Katie already talked about Sherry S. Tepper. (laughs) But before we dive back in, I'm going to let you know what is on the Gal's Guide calendar for the last week of the month. So for the week of November 28th through December 4th, get ready to take the red pill because Film Club meets on Thursday, December 1st. It's late due to Thanksgiving to talk about The Matrix. That's right. I'm super going to geek out about this and I want you to join me. So Film Club meets online and in person at the Gauss Guide Library starting at 530. Uh, To get the Zoom link, you do need to be registered, which is fast and free at GaussGuide.org. On December 2nd, it is First Friday Fun. So we are changing gears to celebrate Indiana gals in the library. And because of popular asking, we are dressing up in costumes every (laughs) First Friday. And so come... Every first Friday for fitting into the theme. You. I know, right? Exactly. Dressed as a Tootsie Roll for Chocolate Month. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that would be no, wonderful. Okay. We'll uh, but it's basically, it's Indiana gals. So, I mean, think like, wear your Butler sweatshirt, wear your IU, wear your Purdue. You know what I mean? That's one easy way to do it. Or dress up as your favorite Indiana gal of history um, and come have silly fun. We are going to have prizes for our costume contest so you Ooh. can win some cool stuff. So first Friday starts at 6 p.m. And then on December 3rd is our LGBTQ plus ally meetup. This amazing group has been pulling together a list of helpful books, graphic novels, movies, and TV shows that showcase LGBTQ characters, and they wholeheartedly recommend these books. So we could also use your help generating that list. So come to the meeting on Saturday at 2 p.m. As always, check out all of our calendar events at galsguide.org. So my glorious question, and my goodness, it's going to tie into Film Club, and it's also going to tie into who I'm going to talk about. Of the glorious Matrix question, would you take the red pill to know the truth of everything, or would you take the blue pill to stay just as you are, not knowing anything new? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Just picture, you know what I mean, Morpheus asking you, Oh, I just pill? have an anxiety attack right in that moment. <laughs> just, I'm like, just that's kind of a big decision. <laughs> Neither. I'd have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. No right. Needed. I would just start breathing into a paper bag, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, no, I would 100% take the red pill because I have to pull myself back from obsessing over knowing the truth of things. Like, it really bothers me. Gotcha. I spend a lot of time thinking, like, how do you get true news? Right. Because it's also slanted and everything's you know, biased. Has your through. agenda. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, totally. so how do you know? Something how do you know? A wonderful <laughs> infographic. I'll have to send it to you. Oh, yes. Someone has mapped right. out how left and right, and I forget what the other direction is. Yes, exactly. But that just tells you they're biased. It doesn't it tell is. you how to find the truth. Well, there's well, some, that, go that, some that are the centered. So yeah, there's like AP is one of them. NPR that... is usually yeah. in the middle. 
Right, exactly. That tries to intentionally be, yeah. you know what I mean, not too far one way or the other. Or or to be open <laughs> when they are, you know what I mean? This reporter is going to, you know, talk about this bias in this direction, so. I just need the red pill. Okay, red pill. Mm-hmm. I like it. The, the truth of everything. Bonnet. But I won't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of it said, well, would you be happy about it? <laughs> it was just be which pill. <laughs> Bonnie, which pill would you do? I don't feel like, is anyone going to pick the blue pill? Like, really? I mean, if you are comfortable with your state of being right now and you really don't need to know the truth of everything because it's going to be heavy and it's going to be hard. And so, like, if you're content, you take the blue pill. How content are you, Bonnie? (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm like, what kind of person picks the other one? I feel like everyone's going to pick the red pill. Right. Oh. But what if their no. life is awesome? I would probably pick the red pill, but I'm, I would probably end up like freaking choking on it. <laughs> I choked. Right. One of my last art fairs, I, um, it was hot. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the Fountain Square one. Yeah. I, I chugged the last of my water bottle and then I started choking on my water. Oh no. And then I ended up like, it, it, it triggered my gag reflex. I had oh. to run to, yeah. uh, I luckily got to a trash can, but then I'm like just puking. I'm like, right. I was gonna think I've just been like day drinking all day. Just like I just choked in my water. Right, like, exactly. Like, it happens. Like, We've all done it. But like every time, like I choke on my spit. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that was gonna be my follow up. Don't I, worry. Like, I'm choked on my own like, spit. Since yeah. then, I'm like having PTSD. <laughs> like, am I gonna puke? Uh, I have Mama Cass-like moments oh. where if I'm throwing up, I'm worried I'm going to choke, and that will probably be the way I die. <laughs> that or a bus. I don't know. But there's not many buses in Noblesville, so I think I'm good. <laughs> so you would red pill it, but you're worried you would choke on it. Uh, I forget what it was. It wasn't, like, I don't get the whole, people are thinking we're in a computer simulation. Right. Think like, that whole theory. Right. I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Right. Exactly. That. See, well, maybe you'll have to come to film club. Just saying, because we are going to dig into that at film club. Um, I would totally take the red pill. (laughs) I would be like, probably, you know, if the red pill was offered first, I wouldn't even need the explanation of what the blue pill was. I'd be like, yep. Okay. So sweet. So the ultimate truth of everything, that's where I'm at. That's what I want. I want that one. I want to see how far the rabbit hole goes um because i would love it (laughs) and i think that's why i research and explore as much as i do because i'm really trying to get to know as much as that i can know and i know i'm only one person and there's going to be a lot that i don't know but um i'm very much my grandfather's daughter because my grandfather said if he didn't learn something new every day what was the point of living Mm -hmm. so i really love learning something new the problem was is that he got dementia and he couldn't Uh remember learning learning new things yeah. and so that why can't i learn something new was really probably the thing i feel that killed his soul that he couldn't learn something yeah. new that day so um so i get it and now i know what to look out for but right. i want to learn something new every day <laughs> i want that nbc uh the more you know rainbow <laughs> constantly <laughs> in the background of me um okay so my cool gals i have two of them for you i also have to start mine with a confession Uh 
I don't read much fiction. <laughs> I really don't read much science fiction. The I think the most amount of science fiction I've ever read in my entire life has been due to Katie and mm. Short Story Club and Book Club. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, that's probably the most I've read in my entire life. Also, one Star Wars novel about Princess Leia that my daughter made me read, and I'm <laughs> so thankful that she did, because it was really, 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 really good. So, thank you to Katie, and thank you to Cammie. I have read some sci-fi, but I watch a lot of sci-fi movies. Like, a I was gonna lot. Say, you know your stuff. I do know my sci-fi Through that movies. media. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, when I looked at a list of, like, science fiction, uh, women-directed or women-written um, sci-fi movies there was like a high number one and it was the matrix definitely had to talk about that one so in 1999 the Ma- matrix was released and the film was directed by the wachowski brothers right well since the release both brothers have transitioned and now go by lily and lana no. right so some people in the press will now call them the wachowski sisters but what i see is they simply call themselves the wachowskis yeah. and i'm here for it so right. i absolutely love it so i'm just going to refer to them as the wachowskis because you know what the yeah. heck so the two gals were born two years apart so lana is older they were raised in chicago so Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their uncle, their uncle has a film and storytelling background. So their uncle is Lawrence Luckinbill. I know it's That's such a fancy. it's such a weird last name <laughs> that I'm kind of living for it. <laughs> but Lawrence Luckinbill, his big claim to fame was playing Spock's half brother Cybok in Star Trek V: The Final Frontier. That's what they named Cybok? Cybok. So there's Spock and Cybok because it's his half brother. Yeah. No, they really didn't think too much. Uh, So Lawrence is also a a playwright and a director of TV and stage as well. Um, You know what else? Um, He's married to Lucy Arnaz. He's married oh. to the daughter of Lucy and Ricky. Wow. Yes, exactly. Small so Lucy Ball, of course, known for I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. but she was also the producer that got Star Trek mm-hmm. created. So my head immediately went to, was he only in a Star Trek movie because he's married to an Arnaz <laughs> because he's married to Lucy's uh, daughter? all who you know however okay that's not the case because i had to go down this rabbit hole i'm just saying so (laughs) here's what the story is he did not pull any kind of hey i'm married to the creator of star trek's uh daughter the role of spock's half brother was supposed to go to sean connery no way sean connery was busy filming indiana jones and the last crusade and couldn't do it but luckily William Shatner was channel surfing and saw Lawrence on a TV show and, quote, <laughs> called uh, called him to offer him the role and Luck and Build accepted immediately. Now, this source is from William Shatner's Star Trek memories. And so take that as you will, mm-hmm. because I'm like, when does William Shatner gets to do casting decisions? But right. whatever, <laughs> that's the story. So I'm very sorry for that rabbit hole of like the Wachowski's uncle, but it was fascinating. <laughs> uh, so back to the Wachowski's, uh, they went to school in the Chicago area and former classmates said they would see the Wachowski's play uh, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. So this makes sense. Um, and also work in the theater program as well uh they went to different colleges lana went to new york state and lily went to emerson 
they both did write for Marvel in the 90s, actually. Um, They specifically wrote on Clive Barker's stuff. So they wrote mostly horror stuff. I didn't even act. I didn't know Clive Barker had a Marvel series. Echo Kid, Hellraiser and Nightbreed were the serials that the Wachowskis worked on and had Clive Barker's name on. So, the you know, once again, the more you know. Um, so the Wachowskis started in film with their script for Assassins. It is a nearly forgettable film. Do you guys remember Assassins no. with Antonio Banderas, Sylvester Stallone? I do not. It's freaking horrible. But anyway, <laughs> my husband and I call it Ass-Assins. Nice. And the idea is that Zorro is one of the asses and Rocky is the other ass and they're mm. in a movie together. So, sorry, we're childish. We're absolutely childish. Now, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, that movie's not that good. Why are you talking about it? So here's the thing. When Richard Donner was attached to direct the script that Wachowskis wrote, he had it completely rewritten. So much so that the Wachowskis tried to get their name off of it. Yeah, like there was nothing left that was theirs. So if you go, heartbreaking. Yeah, and that's your first project, right? But here's the thing, though: they knew that going forward, they needed more control of their own project. Mm -hmm. So it was very much a learning experience. I think anytime working with Richard Donner is a learning experience. The man made painful learning experience. He made my favorite Superman, but it doesn't mean he's not an ass. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now enter in the Wachowskis writing and directing effort. So their first one they did was bound. It was released in 1996. Do you guys remember this one? Jennifer Tilly. Okay. Um, I didn't see it. Uh, I wasn't really too interested in it, but it got really good reviews. It was okay. made super cheap and it was like right on this verge of the indie filmmaker scene. So it was very much like, you know, watch out for this new directing duo. So mm-hmm. I was aware of that. They them. were making a name for yes. themselves. And they were showing their creative prowess mm-hmm. being the writer directors and controlling it, which was nice. But then you enter The Matrix in 1999. So they go from Bound to The Matrix. And I remember sitting in the theater. I was in Los Angeles at the time. And it was like a full-on revolutionary experience watching The Matrix because the color choices that they used were something that every person would tell you don't do that. Remember how green it was? Mm -hmm. Like it was really weirdly green. Um, like full saturation. Why are you even doing this? Um, so that was different. It created this whole other universe that was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had Buddhist elements in it that I picked up right away and adored. Um, and the special effects were totally new. I mean, bullet time, bullet mm-hmm. time was this whole big thing. Mm-hmm. So you have new technology, but the new technology was to tell the story in a different way. So it was like seamless. It wasn't like, look at this pretty thing we could do. Right. It, was, it had a purpose. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. this world is different. Let me show you how different yeah. this world is. Like Bullet Time or Keanu, I always call him Kanunu, by the way. I know his name <laughs> is Neo in the movie, but Kanunu, I love you. Uh, he was able to like bend backwards and like dodge the bullets like he was underwater. So it's that visual world that slows down and it's kind of like trauma response mm. because when you're under trauma, or when something terrible is happening to you, everything slows down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, it's like sci-fi magic. And it's also a little bit of like Zen mastery of like slow down, see the elements for what they are. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was so many different things in that yeah. one shot that it was like freaking. So I'm going to go into more of the film itself at Film Club. Okay. So I'm just saying, I'm going to try to stop myself there. <laughs> but yes, it's really going to be a great discussion. But anyway, back yeah. to the Wachowskis. So 
I also remember the press junket when Matrix was coming out and they were doing all these different interviews. Again, had a big crush, still do, on Keanu Reeves. So therefore, I was there for it anytime he was giving an interview. (laughs) Uh, There was also a lot of documentaries about the technology. Mm -hmm. Um, Entertainment Weekly was talking about it and Entertainment Tonight. I think even like HBO or Showtime, one of those had like a documentary. So I knew how bullet time worked before I saw the movie. (laughs) Um, But the weird thing was there wasn't many interviews with the Wachowskis. Hmm. Do you remember seeing any interviews? Yeah. Yeah. They they would talk to like Keanu and they would talk to Carrie Ann Moss Mm -hmm. and they would say the directors are very secretive. They're very private. They're, Hmm. they don't really like interviews. And I'm like going, well, their career's dead. (laughs) I really did think Hollywood is so much about talking about yourself and talking about your art and you know what I mean? Like showing up to all these other things that there's no way that these two are going to survive. They don't see your face. They forget you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Um, I really, really thought, even though they were revolutionizing everything, that that would be the thing that would kill them. They couldn't get press for it. But Matrix was a massive hit. Um, it made nearly half a billion dollars in 1999, right? Yeah. It won four Oscars. <laughs> That's incredible. I remember watching it. Yeah, <laughs> right? <So good. laughs> totally different. Um, so then get this. It was followed up in 2003 with a triple release. So it was The Matrix Reloaded. It was the Matrix video game, and it was Matrix Revolutions. So remember how there was like a part one, and then there was a part two? Well, there was a video game in between. Hmm. That all came out the same year. Think about them creating all of that in only four years. Yeah. Actually, wait, less than that, because it was 1999 when it came out. Three years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> so after yeah. the matrix was v for vendetta did you guys see v for vendetta? oh yeah <gasps> i love that one i once cried yes. about it though so good well not remember like remember? i cried because i thought it was too scary to watch it is very scary <laughs> absolutely oh no this is totally yeah, true i wasn't sober okay it, yeah this is fair were you also asking me to do your eyeliner at the same time no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I, miss, I sometimes miss those days no i love that movie though <laughs> So uh, V for Vendetta was released in 2005. It is based on a graphic novel by Alan Moore. So the screenplay is co-written by the Wachowskis, um, and they also co-produced the film. They didn't direct it, though. Hmm. And I forget this every single time. Hmm. It's actually directed uh, by James McTeague, and I... I feel bad that I never seem to like mentally give him credit for directing for for Vendetta. (laughs) But that was another one where I had a fantastic experience watching the movie. I'm sitting here watching it. And especially towards the end, no spoilers. I'm going, this movie is so powerful. I don't think anybody's getting it. Like my crowd was like, "Mm, okay, this is almost done. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? This crescendo is amazing. I'm like, people are dumb. They don't understand this movie. Um, the next one was Speed Racer. Did anybody see Ghost Speed Racer? No. <laughs> it's like, is this from the, the cartoon Speed Racer? Yes. Hmm. They made a live action in 2008. They were really writing like- and directing together. Let's just say it was utterly unique. Utterly, utterly they unique. Did okay. like, kids in the trunk? And in, in they're like a monkey or something? No, they didn't have the monkey. Uh, they did still have Trixie. It was Christina Ricci was Trixie. She was always in the helicopter saying, go, Speed Racer, go. <laughs> and then they had all the trick stuff and everything. Uh, it was camp. But then at the same time, like the chases were amazing. The cars were acrobats. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like watching it again. But it 
It was unique. Can't tell you the story was great. (laughs) It was a thing. I enjoyed it at the time. Then in 2010, Lana publicly announced that she was trans. And Mm -hmm. uh, I remember the press being downright freaking mean about it. I really do. That's a lot of what Mm -hmm. I remember. Mm -hmm. And there was even these articles like, if you can't remember what it was like in 2010, here's an article. And it's all been like, I don't want to say redacted, but removed. Mm -hmm. Because we just don't talk that way about trans people anymore. And it was that was the norm. But it was horrible what they were doing to Mm -hmm. her. I thought it was lovely and brave. I was like, honey, be you. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever you decide. I'm here for you. I love your art. Um. Then in 2012 was Cloud Atlas. Did anybody see Cloud Atlas? No. The follow-up question is always, did anybody understand Cloud Atlas? Because I watched it. I think I got it. (laughs) (laughs) But my problem was, because I I made a mental note to like watch it again one of these days, because I... uh, I wrote something similar to Cloud Atlas. So the whole time I'm watching it going, damn, this is better than my script. This is better than what I wrote. So I'm having a personal shame spiral while I'm watching Cloud Atlas. So that's not fair to them. And that's not fair to the material. That was just, that was my own problem. So I I need to watch it again. Because that was the Tom Hanks and Halle Berry um, multiple different storylines one. What followed was Jupiter Ascending, Sense8, and Work in Progress. They're all gorgeous and revolutionary and have a major following. But I'm kind of, for the sake of time, kind of skipping past because I really want to talk about the new Matrix movie. <laughs> so they released a new Matrix movie in 2021. Did you all see Matrix I Revolution? <gasps> Katie's seen it! Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay. I wanted yeah. to rewatch all the other Matrix. You should watch all the other ones. Yes. I did that because I was like, I don't think I've seen yeah. those since they came out on like VHS. Yes. Uh, so. Sam and I sat down and watched every single one of them because Sam was also not remembering, you know, like, did I see Matrix or not? So we watched all of them and then we watched um, Resurrections. So um, when Matrix Resurrections was released, there was no Lily Wachowski as a producer or as a director. It was just Lana. There's still a story credit, of course, because it's based on the characters mm-hmm. that the two of them created together. So in an Entertainment Weekly article, Lily said, Lana had come up with the idea for another Matrix movie. And we had this talk. And it was actually, we started talking it about between our dad dying and our mom dying, mm. which was five weeks apart. Oh my gosh. Right? So Lily said, and there was something about the idea of going backwards and being part of something that I had done before that was expressly unappealing. And like, I didn't want to have to go through my own transition and go through this massive upheaval in my life and the sense of loss of my mom and dad to go back to something that I had done before and sort of walk over old paths that I had walked in. It felt emotionally unfulfilling and really the opposite. Like I was going back to live in those old shoes. And in a way, I just didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Fair, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I love how she kind of like summed it up of why she was distant from that one. It wasn't yeah. anything of the material. wasn't anything of the siblings. It's just like... I, we did a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm going through a lot. So how about just not, just not right now. I like to sum up the newest uh, matrix and I swear I'm not spoiling anything. Um, That is giving Trinity the story arc. She always deserved. And that's what really this last one is because she didn't get it in the beginning. And she was kind of like pushed aside and pushed kind of into the love interest. And this is going back and going, you know what? 
we can fix that. <laughs> um, I also love uh, Trinity's story arc. She w- is not in her 30s. She's in her 50s. Mm-hmm. So the very first one, it was very much about Trinity being like freaking gorgeous and in her 30s. And this one is embracing her 50s. She's still badass. Right. <laughs> still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But. So Carrie Ann Moss, the actress who plays Trinity, um, she talked to the New York Times about preparing for the comeback of being in the Matrix films. And she talked about that she had to first let go of the fact um, of what she looked like in the first films Mm -hmm. and what she looks like now and how it's not going to be the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Even in Entertainment Weekly um, video interview I watched, somebody said, okay, so what's different? And she like immediately out the gate. So we're older. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like she was trying to jump the gun and then i'll say it before you can say it but then carrie also said well because keanu was sitting next to her she said well at least i did and he's like i'm trying (laughs) (laughs) because the joke is keanu never ages ages. yeah exactly so it was adorable because he's like i'm trying to age (laughs) i just have that vampire serum and it just won't wear off (laughs) um but she also talked about that that body issue of being 30 and now being 50. Um, she said she did not want to do any radical dieting. She was not going to mm-hmm. try a juice cleanse or anything to like, I've got to get my 30s bod back and prove right. this dynamic. She actually said, quote, I find that thinking makes desperation as a woman. And I didn't want any desperation. She knew that Trinity was such a strong character Mm -hmm. that if she felt desperation and her diet was a desperation to cling to the 30s, that would come through. Mm -hmm. And that wouldn't be fair to her. It wouldn't be fair to the character. And it wouldn't be fair to the audience. And I love that. She also added this. This It's so funny. I laughed at times because I just felt so cool. Like, I got this. (laughs) And then somebody would take a little video and I'd look at it and I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't look cool at all. (laughs) So she says, I would have to constantly relax the part of my brain. I continuously chose to know what I was going to be enough. I could have chosen that pressure and I could have chose to not have that pressure. So she was really trying to like relax the, I've got to be super cool. I've got to be super young. I've got to be super fit. Instead, she was trying to really lean into, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm in my 50s, (laughs) y'all. And it is what it is. So the Wachowskis don't have any upcoming projects announced right now. Um, But my goodness, they have made a lot of stuff in a very little amount of time. So, I mean, take a break, ladies. Come back. Reinvent yourself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absorb. Because the whole damn world is going to need you, you know, to come back when you're ready for it. Mm Because and stuff. So. That is the Wachowskis. Mm. Exactly. It was so fun to like dig into those little kind of nuances and stuff like that of the Wachowskis. (laughs) Do you girls have any questions? Trying to think if they were one of the first like celebrities, I guess, to come out as trans. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember when. When was Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. Um, 2010 is Lana. I don't think so, but then at the same time, it wasn't a thing where you publicly came out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It would just kind of like you accepted. (laughs) You just didn't question. um, But it could be. So it was five years before. Before Caitlyn Jenner? Jenner. 
And there are people that have uh, blog articles or even like videos that are like looking back at the Matrix films and their other films through a trans lens of trying mm. to understand their transness. And it's like, you know what? They were making, I mean, I, I just know this from making movies. You're making the movie of where you're at at that point. Yeah. You're not really thinking about gender and transitioning and all that you're just you're making a universe that's interesting Mm -hmm. to you at that point and yeah there's a lot of factors but yeah i don't think i don't think you can look through somebody's gender identity by watching the films Mm -hmm. i mean especially when i'd say 500 people worked on the damn thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) there's that but if you can find something in there that inspires you right exactly don't pick it apart yeah um, I can't remember which Matrix movie was rated R, but it was the number one R-rated movie for the longest time until Deadpool. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm okay with that because I also love Deadpool too. <laughs> I was just, ugh, because I was thinking about when I went to the theater and there was like a little kid younger than Jonah in the <gasps> seat in front of me and I'm like, mm. Watching Deadpool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh. kids wanted to go to Deadpool. Like, there was oh, so a lot of parents took their kids to it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I guess if you have good family conversations about that but and what if- that all means... I mean, so I watched it in the theater with just me and Josh, and we said we couldn't take the kids, but that if the kids wanted to watch it, we could watch it on um, streaming or DVD because we can pause it. Yeah. In the theater, you can't have that conversation of, Mm -hmm. you know, that uncomfortableness you feel? Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. We tried to watch some of it with my oldest, and she's like, no, no. (laughs) Just like certain things came up, and she's like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to see Deadpool. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm like, but it's really funny. So, yeah, my kids are better than me, I think, is the moral of that story. (laughs) Sweet. Well, should I wrap it up for the month? Oh, my gosh. Already? I know, right? Well, not only for the month. I guess it's for the year because we don't do uh, December episodes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in 2023, folks. I know. Mm -hmm. And then 2023, our January is inspirational. Inspirational. Yeah, so it's whatever we deem as inspirational, I and I tell say, you how these have some variety to it. The last, the, how yeah. these last few months go for us, it could be anything. <laughs> like, be what's anything. the inspiration? <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna return January 9th because okay. there's five Mondays in January. And we'll still be hung over <laughs> for a good long time. So give us a bet. Um, so January 9th, we return with inspirational gals. So we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. We really hope to see you in the Gals Guide Library. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.